This episode of the Leading Ladies podcast is proudly sponsored by Dutton Gregory Solicitors. After 75 years building an enviable reputation for its legal services on the South Coast, Dutton Gregory has responded to the demand of its national property clients and opened a new office in the city centre of Liverpool. From property purchase, development and lettings to the commercial needs of companies and personal circumstances, find out all about Dutton Gregory's full range of legal services and friendly solicitors at duttongregory.co.uk. Hi and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. I'm Cal. I thought we were on the pink. Cheers. The pink couches. We did say the pink. Did we say the pink? pink. We said the pink. That's better. And I'm Claire. And together we created the incredible platform that is Leading Ladies in Business, a platform that inspires and supports female businesswomen across the globe. Welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. We are so excited to have you here with us today. It's Maggie O'Carroll, everyone. Well done to... (laughs) I love that. Well done to all of you who guessed correctly over on social media. The debate was huge and the excitement has been real. Yeah, really has. So Maggie, tell us about your experience as a female founder. Where does it begin? Tell us about your journey. Spill the tea. Well, I will indeed. Um, Well, thank you very much for that lovely introduction. (laughs) Um, I, I think um, I think it's you know it stretches back to uh, when I was growing up in Ireland really, and um, I'm originally from the west coast of Ireland, a small farm, and uh, and I think what I did was I I obviously had a role model who was my mum who was a, a farmer. Um, sadly, my dad died when I was very very young, so she was left with five children under the age of, of 11. And and I think one of the things was is that she didn't have a choice. So it was necessity mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but she certainly did rise to the occasion. And so consequently, you know, I saw her doing all the deals in a male, vol- you know, primarily a, a male world in terms of the local uh, mart and, you know, and, and trading and, um, you know, farm animals and just negotiating I all love the this time. by the way this is like my dream it's like yeah, the farm isn't farm. it so yeah. everything you're saying is just like oh, <laughs> take me to the <laughs> farm, to the farm. <laughs> well uh, yeah well try this one maybe at maybe about two o'clock in the morning on a winter's night maybe on you know and then you're you have to be dragged out of bed and bubble, Maggie. <laughs> no 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 reality there has to be reality here so you're dragged out of bed and then you're going to actually sort of you know when the sheep uh, are, are lambing oh, wow. and uh and it's it's it sounds quite cute, but mm. just at the at, you know in the middle of the night, it's kind of a tough one, really. So you have to go out and look after them and make sure that they're uh, taken care of. So maybe husbands are a good thing after all. Well, you, that, know you know what I say is anybody situation. who will go out, anybody uh, <laughs> rather than me at that stage. And you can imagine that um, as a teenager, I wasn't best pleased uh, to, wow. to have to go out and uh, assist because I, I was the youngest of of of, uh, of five. So consequently, I think. Um, but what it did was it sort of set up this. This, this whole agenda, unbeknownst to myself, I never thought about it when I was at school, or um, but I did I did do business um, uh, uh, at third level, and so consequently, uh, my area of specialism was business and marketing, and um, and then moved to the United States, and that's where I think really things did really start to uh, uh, move in the agenda or in relation to entrepreneurship. You just saw everything was possible till you know until proven otherwise, really. And uh, you had these remarkable women that were just 
kind of just doing it for themselves and just, you know, they were in very, very important um, and senior corporate jobs. Uh, and then they were also running their own business. And and what was notable as well is, is the number of uh, black and racial minority women. They were very present as well. So, yeah, I think uh, Chicago really kind of uh, embedded and was the foundation stone uh, for me in terms of, of or, or the springboard, shall we say. Yeah. So what about the move to Liverpool then? How did how did that happen and how did your journey begin then for the women's organisation? Well, um, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, in the United States, it's a great place. And I, 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 I did um, I did end up having a green card so I, I could live there. But there was something dragging me back to Europe, really. Um, and I think um, one of the things was, is I had a family member that that lived here. So um, so consequently, I, I moved. Uh, I moved in the early 90s. And, um, you know, many of you will know that the, the Liverpool and, and I suppose the northwest of England and a lot of sort of industrial towns or, um, were, and cities were having real difficulty in terms of unemployment and economic decline and, and Liverpool was no different. So Liverpool was a very different place when I moved here first in, in the early 90s. And I think one of the things was is that, you know, it was difficult to get a job. Yeah, uh, very difficult. So I suppose I had to create my own job in, in one respect. And uh, I was, you know, and I had my grounding in the United States. You could, you know, uh, I sort of saw it. I believed it. I didn't, you know, and you're young. I think probably a bit stupid. <laughs> um, <probably will laughs> Naive, we'll go for. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, there was there was nothing particularly, you know, I wasn't particularly, uh, I suppose, um, I, d- I never thought about, uh, you know, I suppose the risks or the difficulties yeah. or whatever. I just thought, oh, and there's a bit of a lack of responsibility at that age as well, sure. isn't there? You I know, never, I you know, no house, no fact. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. you've not yeah, got yeah. the responsibilities. Nothing. Maybe I had absolutely got nothing. Yeah. So literally, yeah, that was it. I had one of those uh, those portable disc. Uh, record, you know, recorders. It was like it was. It was like nine, nine, something now that should be in the. Uh, I suppose in the in the museum now, <laughs> and a backpack when I and and that's all of my belongings. I had zero else, but um, but yeah, finding a job was quite difficult. I did have a, a job, but um, uh, in sales for a while, and and did well, but didn't quite get on with the uh, with the culture. And uh, we parted company, shall we say? Yes. Um, and uh, and I I thought really working for somebody else wasn't really. Um, my cup of tea, mm. pardon the pun. <laughs> and um, so, um, so I, 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 I attempted to start up a business and, uh, and I went to get business advice. Um, and, and what happened was, it was a lovely, lovely, he was, he was a lovely man. He was grey haired and he had a grey suit. I'll never forget it actually. And uh, he did advise me I should get a little job for myself oh. uh, because I was, you know, in my early 20s and um, uh, there was a certain patronising tone that has, has has stuck with me since. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did feel kind of, I suppose, I, yeah, it did trip me up for a while. I, I decided not to start in, in that particular uh, area because I was thinking about something like the women's organisation at that stage. And uh, so I went into publishing with uh, with a business partner, a journalist, and um, and, and that business did very well. We, we used to pr- produce um, trade magazines um, and I was commercial director so we're a business partnership and you know made some money always uh, good always good always good and then started to accumulate things like a you know a property and um and uh, and then the market fell away from that uh because of um uh, some of our major contractors became privatized so we used to work for British Rail um so I decided just to 
you know, take myself off traveling for a while in Southeast Asia. I got my backpack out again and just decided that, you know, that was the, what seemed like the sensible thing to do <laughs> at that stage. Uh, but when I came back, um, I really, you know, I'd started the consultancy world again. And I, again, it was, it was, it was fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't really feeding the soul, shall we say. Yeah. And, um, and then an opportunity came. There was a contract. Uh, um, it had it'd been advertised in the Echo. Remember when they used yeah. to be, uh, you'd, if you want to look for a job, you yeah, look at the Echo. Uh, and uh, this was, was, this tender was, um, it was for a new opportunities for women program, a European program. And uh, I thought, well, I'm sure I can do that. Yeah. So we set up an organization. I got a few women together and, um, and that's where Train 2000, the forerunner to the women's organization started in 1996. So it would never happen today. We had a ruler between yeah. us. And a pen. Wow. Yeah. There was nothing else. Uh, and apart from, you know. A rule of a pen and a passion. Well, well, yeah. And a, and a bunch of, a bunch of, 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 of women that were really kind of very supportive on, on our, on our committee. They were very, you know, they were passionate. They were, were, had really, um, women's economic development and women's progression at their, at their heart. And there were, you know, there were mentors to me as well. They were older than me. Um, and, um. And, you know, came from a variety of backgrounds. So, yeah, so that's, so, yeah, it was just, it would never probably happen today with all of the peak, you know, pre-qualifications and all of the mm. checks and balances. Um, you know, if it was on the basis of process, uh, probably, yeah, we'd have been sunk. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that wouldn't have been great for us because for those of you who don't know, Leading Ladies actually started at the women's organization when myself and Cal were put together by one of your coaches. So yeah. that's incredible. And our platform is what it is because of the women's organization doing that. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say to you, I mean, and thank you for those, you know, for, for that acknowledgement, but really it, it's you guys, you just, we're just facilitators. We are, we guide and we provide um, support and we provide advice. Um, effectively, all the heavy lifting is always done by the female entrepreneurs. It's just about providing a space where it's a safe space, but also it's a professional mm -hmm. space. And it's a space that's dedicated to women. It's very clear about what this is for. This isn't, you know, it's not a mixed environment because a lot of the time and all the research shows that in actual fact, you get a mixed environment and I'm afraid our male counterparts do take up the airtime. So, um, and, and so consequently, this is a space for, for women to get all the technical and professional uh, and business um, acumen, develop their, their business acumen before they go out into the world and to test their ideas as well in, as I say, in a professional environment where they can be challenged. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. It isn't, you know, it's not cuddly and fuzzy. I, I, I yeah. don't think you found no. it cuddly and fuzzy. It's really serious business because you're taking a risk and you've taken a risk mm -hmm. and we appreciate that. We're here um, as, as faci facilitators to actually provide that kind of, I suppose, independent objective view really uh, in relation to, and to challenge um, uh, women that come in the door and say, well, I'm going to work, you know, 12 hours a day and mm -hmm. 17 days or, you know, seven days a week. And that's not realistic in the long term. No. Um, so we, we, that is our job. Our job is to very much, you know, provide a reality check, but at the same time to actually provide the support that is um that that women need in the in the way that they need it as well mm. Mm. so in terms of then talking about support who's been some of your biggest support who have you who do you go to for advice and support yeah 
oh, the list is as long <laughs> as your arm really, it really is. Um, and, and I think it's different people for different things. Definitely. And people talk about mentorship and they talk about, you know, uh, the necessity and the need for mentorship. I've never been a big fan of formal mentorship. Mm. where you come and you ask someone, can you be my mentor? Yeah. It's like, oh no, I just sort of sidle in and say. <laughs> oh, that can was you, our next question. Can you just sort of, you know, can you just help me out on, on you know, X and Y and stuff that I don't know. Yeah. There are so many over the years. I mean, I suppose one of my, you know, obviously some of the, the, uh, um, the women that that's that started the uh, train two thousand, the women, the forerunner to the women's organisation, with me were, you know, one woman who's since uh, um, passed away, sadly, was a great mentor, Rita Bevington, and she was she was fearless. She had the courage, mm-hmm. you know, courage of her convictions, but at the same time, absolutely fearless, and just would always sort of, you know, challenge you to if you were feeling kind of like uncertain or whatever. She, she she challenged you in an appropriate way. So I've, I always found her um, and I, you know, I miss her terribly to this day in terms of the fact that, you know, there are times where I think back and I'm like, what would Rita do and what would Rita say, you know? Um, and then, of course, you know, people say, oh, well, it's, it's you know, when you're, when you're a woman in business, do you need women as you're, yes, you do need women. You need, a, you know, a variety of people and a diversity of backgrounds to support you. And I think my business partner, Lou Baxter, again, I did really go for for people that were much older than me, um, and 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 Lou for years. He was a, a journalist and an international journalist, and he just had a sense of you know, of course you can do it, yeah. And uh, and this sense of curiosity, always really really encouraging curiosity, and um, and also you know very um, he was very hot on the idea of just you know, I suppose being humble but at the same time, not taking things too seriously and uh, and having fun on the way. So and, you know, from a technical, intellectual point of view, his his um, his insights were absolutely invaluable. And I think also, you know, from an academic point of view, I had a professor, Tom Cannon. um, He's a a emeritus professor at Liverpool University, but has been around the world for sport in relation to, you know, many, many, uh, um, you know, various roles uh, in academia and in, in the private sector as well. And um, and I remember reading one of his articles. He was one of the first, um, himself and Professor Sarah Carter from uh, Glasgow University, one of the first um, uh, academics uh, to talk about and to write about female entrepreneurship mm-hmm. in the UK. And I remember getting hold of their paper. I didn't know, I didn't know. A lot of it. I didn't, you know, understand some of it or the nuance of it. But I knew there was something in there that we could be better and do better mm-hmm. um, in terms of actually how women were, you know, their, the lending, the lack of lending or how they practically had to go and ask their husbands for permission to, you know, borrow. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, how, you know, banks were, you know, wall to wall male bankers and they would be saying, and what's your, hus- what's your husband think yeah. of this? It's like, well, who cares? And can what you imagine thinks? anyone asking our husbands what they yeah. think about yeah. the things that we do now? Could you imagine your reaction to it? <laughs> no, they just exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, and that was very much present. Um, and, and you know, to some extent, it's not the same thing. It's it's covert today. But but um, but but back to other others. I mean, as I say, the the Jen. Uh, uh, Jim McKenna, he gave me my first uh, uh, tutoring job in business support. Um, he's now, um, you know, um, 
an executive Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. Um, and then, you know, and then there were other people that I sort of sat on boards with, mm-hmm. like uh, Dr. Ruth Hussey. She's, you know, ex-chief uh, medical officer for Wales. They all were in sort of, you know, in their in the middle of their own careers. And I was just there soaking it all in, yeah. you know looking at them, listening to them, asking them questions. I was probably like an annoying child, really. (laughs) Some people say I haven't really grown up. (laughs) That's the best way to be. So what's the best bit of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, (laughs) again, the list is endless. Not that guy who told you to go and get get yourself a little job. job. Well, you know what? I mean, I I have to be grateful for him because he did. He managed to absolutely incite me to a point of, you know, I was incandescent. It is, you know, it has stayed with me, you know, for for too many years now, really. Um, No, I think think the, the thing about it is, is about preparedness. I think... One of the things is is that you don't know everything. So ask people um, and get the advice, get the support, prepare, but, you know, don't get frozen and don't get, you know, paralyzed by fear. Mm. I think fear and and this sense of uncertainty, you know, uh, around oneself is really problematic. It's one of the major, you know, kind of things that, um, apart from the structural inequalities that hold women back and the barriers, yeah. which is plenty of which those. Which are huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things we can say is is that, um, and what we should say to one another um, is, is you can do it. Mm. Um, but having said that, it's not ju- you can do it under any circumstances. You can do it when you're prepared, when when uh, there is an opportunity, when you've evaluated that opportunity and when you're w- ready to put your shoulder to the wheel. And that preparedness is about actually getting advice. It is about, mm-hmm. you know, making the... Um, and, 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 and this idea of saying, you know, business, starting a business isn't easy. It's not no. for everybody. No. And, um, you know, the fear of failure is, is real. And it should be taken seriously. And what I would say is, is that, you know, in many respects, um, I think, you know, I, I take my hat off to women every day, the, the courage mm. uh, that they have in order to be able to, you know, take that plunge is, is, is quite significant. So I think the main thing is, is preparedness and also this, this idea of, um, of, of, of really, you know, believing in yourself. And then the other thing is challenge. Mm. Look, you know, we really haven't got an equal playing ground here. This isn't a fair, this is not a fair deal at all. No. We get as a, a community of entrepreneurs less, significantly less investment. Now, when you're talking about some of the institutions, um, you know, and we're talking about, you know, in terms of venture capital, for example, 1%, mm-hmm. 1%. That's one penny in every pound. That's a pound in every hundred. Yeah. I mean, is that not scandalous or not? It's absolutely. And then in terms of if you even look and see how some of the public investment goes, <laughs> is just, it's shocking. Mm. Um, and it, and also what investment, you know, where the investment's going to. These are not areas that women are actually occupying in terms of their businesses, you know. And, you know, and of course we need large infrastructure projects, but at the you know, at the expense of everything else in terms of small business, you know, the new and potential entrepreneurial um, cohort, i.e. women, and also, you know, their innovation, their, the innovations that they'll bring to the marketplace. The fact that 
after all, they are 52% of the population. Mm. So for me, I'm still, yeah, I'm well cross and vexed still in relation to the kind of, of um, and I, you know, in relation to, to how women are treated as entrepreneurs, how they are overlooked as entrepreneurs, yeah. how their businesses are undervalued, how they are described in the media in terms of, you know, like some sort of part-time, you know, fun thing yeah. that we do. Job creating, innovation, growth potential, and even if it's not growth potential, creating jobs in um, uh, and 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 you know economic impact. So, and all the evidence says that. But you know, I could have a tractor and trailer full of, to use the farming analogy again, full of evidence. Um, and I, I pull that. I you know I, I share that evidence quite a lot in my day to day job. But what I would say to you is, is that we really do need to challenge. And my advice is, is that we've got to stand up and be heard as entrepreneurs. Definitely, definitely got to stand up and be heard. So on that major note of standing up and being heard, we have a major ongoing debate at the moment, mm-hmm. which is, um, yeah. it's very close to Almost our like heart, close to stand, and, and divisive, I think as well. Mm-hmm. So um, Maggie, we have this podcast called Spill the Tea with LLIB. Yes. And um, Claire makes her tea quite differently to how I make She's my tea. Go there, isn't she? Yeah. I am going to go there. This is, is going to be, be the closing. This is going to be the closing tradition on the show, Maggie. Yeah. So, so have, you are going to uh, be the first yeah. point. Um, will it be a point for Team Cal? Yeah. Who makes the tea the right way? Or will it be a point for Team Claire? Okay. Who has to make you- Cal's tea the right way? <laughs> Yeah, it's nearly it's nearly we, a, yeah. a major it really did. falling we, we, out point. We, we went we went to a school career. really quickly. We went to a school a little yeah. while ago, yeah. and it was the first time. Must have been um, not long after we'd met at the women's org, yeah. and mm-hmm. we got um, a little bit of funding to go and do some work in a school. Yeah. And I said, you know, we'll go in the kitchen and we'll make a cup of tea. And I was making a cup of tea <laughs> the right way, and I turned around and Cal's eyes were just <laughs> on me. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing there? She nearly so, dived over the table. So, Claire makes her cup of tea. She'll put the tea bag in, put the water in, and then put the milk in, and then she will remove the tea bag. Yeah, when is the perfect colour? I make the tea by putting the tea bag in, squeezing the tea bag out, discarding the tea bag, and then adding the milk. At no point does my milk see the tea bag. So, Maggie, (laughs) how... Do you make yours? Are you Team Cal? Or are you? That's a bit harsh. Team Claire. <laughs> you know the difficult decisions you talk about every day. Exactly, Maggie. These, this it's is divisive. It's it is critical. 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 Yeah. yeah. It, it ends relationships, I, friendships. Well, of course, of course, absolutely. Businesses, you know, fall at the yeah. first hurdle in a staff room. Yes, I can well imagine. I, I, I just want to say one thing in relation to this before I actually come down with my, you know, and come out about yeah. who I am, what I am in relation <laughs> to the team. And whether we can actually be friends anymore. Well, in, indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. I want to say that I grew up where none of that counted insofar as is that, you know, there was no tea bag in the tea. There was, you know, it, we used to get our tea in a, in a caddy. So consequently, it was loose tea leaves. So you spend most of your time trying to avoid it when you were. Uh, but um, so I'm just going to say, oh, my God, on a scale of one to no. No, no, no. You're shocking. <laughs> yes. You are shocking. 
You must take the tea bag out of the tea cup oh, before you. you put the milk in. Okay, I think what that's sort a of person point. are you? I mean, really. I know, Maggie. Honestly, what kind of feral animal is she? I just made your tea. <laughs> but, but I just say, I'm going to say this. You know, I, there's probably yeah, there's there's room for you yet. Yeah. You can come over to the yeah. the, the side of if you want to hand Claire tea. Yeah. I mean, Claire is by trade now a, a counselor and psychotherapist. I can well imagine so she needs to uh, be. Yeah, need to counsel yeah. yourself, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, Maggie, you've made my made my morning. I'm so sorry, but I think it's important just to you know, you, one has to be truthful about these yeah. things in order to recover from you know, the your 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 ways. I wouldn't use the word feral. That's terrible. Um, but you're you're you know, you're wanting ways in relation to in relation to tea making. You'll be a better you'll be a better person. She will. You'll be a happier person. Do you actually exactly. have to make tea your way now? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a non-negotiable. It is. It is. Absolutely. But I know plenty of people that are on your side of the fence. We need that. You do. Yeah. You you probably do. It's it's bad to be out there in the island on your own. (laughs) Definitely. I actually won in the social media poll. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're wrong too. Yeah, exactly. Don't ever rely on social media. That's another piece of advice (laughs) for you. Well, cheers to that, Maggie. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. If you've enjoyed it, please do remember to share and subscribe and get involved with all your feedback over on social media um, where you will never know who will be spilling their tea next and whether they will be making it the right way or the wrong way. (laughs) 